welcome to Let's Talk Speak On It. I'm your host, Tamika Cozy. Thank you all so much for joining us today. Today, we are doing things a little different. We're going out into our community. We are going to talk with the owners of Gage Park Latinx Council. Today, they are celebrating their five-year anniversary. They have many programs for youth within the community, and they also do food giveaways for those in the community. Come, join me. They are located on 51st Street. The address is 2711 West 51st Street. Today, we sit down with Samantha, one of the co-founders of Gage Park Latinx Council. So please help us welcome Samantha to Let's Talk, Speak On It. Thank you so much, Samantha, for joining us today. Can you tell us a little about yourself and also what led to the start of the Gage Park Latinx Council? Yes. Um, so I grew up in Gage Park. Uh, my family and I lived in Mexico when I was five years old. And we first initially settled in Montreal for like the first two to three years. And then we moved here to Gage Park and I've been living here since. Um, what really led to the start of Gage Park Latinx Council is my own life experience. So because I grew up in Gage Park um, as an undocumented young person, I experienced being in police and also the lack of resources in our communities. And so once I got to undergrad, I really started learning about social movement. And I became very like, empowered to do that in my community. I didn't have any organizing experience. I didn't know all the things that I now know about the organizing world. But that was really kind of what started off a training to create a cheap work. And then what was the reason? Because I know today you're celebrating your five-year anniversary of opening. What was the reason why you wanted to ensure that you found the place in the Gage Park area? to make sure that your location stays here. Yeah, so I think uh, part of the reason for that is because growing up, there was this rhetoric that in order to make it in the world, I had to get out of my neighborhood, I had to leave it. And I wanted to resist that rhetoric because I would see the struggles, but also the springs that existed, that exist in our community. And so that really motivated me to think creatively about how we could open uh, a center engaged park that was directed and led and run by people from the community and where people wouldn't have to leave the neighborhood in order to access things like resources or art programs or even food. Um, and so when we opened the center in 2020, part of the reason was also because uh, we opened in September and um, we were giving out food at a local uh, parking lot and this was at the height of the pandemic. And so we knew that it was not sustainable to keep doing uh, food distribution outside during the colder months. And so we wanted to be intentional about opening a physical space so that people would have to come in instead of having to wait in long lines outside in the cold. And so that was really what motivated to open this physical space on 50% platform. And now you mentioned that you have a food program and you also mentioned our program. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about the programs that you all do have here? Yes. So we started running Pequeño Senadores, which is our youth art club, um, at the public library, actually. Um, and once we opened this physical space, we began to run that program here. And that club runs from June, so right after school ends. So from June to like the initial weeks of August. Um, and the point of that is to provide young people in the community with resources that are like art based and to introduce them to different artworks. So 
um, 30 young people come into our center um, twice a week um, for those months, for those two months during the summer. Um, and they are exposed to different art forms and they get to learn and they get to create here in the space, in a safe space. And then they get to take that art, um, those artworks home. Um, and so that part, that also was also informed by my own experience because growing up, I wanted to explore the arts, but I didn't have any, any of the details. And now you mentioned uh, your program typically starts in June and goes to uh, the beginning weeks of August. The beginning weeks of August. And then how will kids sign up for um, so every program that we run, we post it on our social media, so whether that's Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and then we also open a Google Form application, and that's where we collect the information of the, the parents specifically, um, and that's how we do the application process. But uh, it's a free program, so parents do not pay anything, and we provide group with snacks and with uh, all the materials they will bring in. And then what are your hours for that program? Um, usually we run it two hours from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Yeah. So one hour is the art activity, like the art lesson, and the other hour is for young people to socialize, to get to know one another, and to play. All of this is important. Give it back to the parents. Why is it important to you? It's so important to me because I think um, when we were starting out GPLXC, I think the general idea was that we have to be safe or that we have to look outside of our communities for support and resources. And so all of the programs that we run here and the initiatives are so important because they are a testament to the people power and what, what people are able to do when they bring together their resources and their strengths. Um, and also creating a physical space in our community for young people to dream, to imagine, and also reimagine themselves in their communities. I think that's so important to me because I really, when I was growing up, I really wanted a space like that where I could imagine other worlds where I could learn about other art forms where I could learn from people in my community and connect with them um, and so it's also a way to create community which I think is so central to building trust within communities and then to collab no, to um, working together to uh, reimagine and um, tackle the issues that we're identifying in our community. Thank you for all that you all do for the community here in Gage Park. I know the kids here really appreciate it. Have you seen a difference in the community since the start? Yeah, I have. So we run a food market, which actually just ran just past me. Yeah. Um, and I think what I noticed from that initiative is that, you know, on one hand, we are connecting people with food, you know, we're connecting them with fresh produce. Um, but through conversations and people coming back every month, we get to really listen and hear from them directly on their own perspectives and their own concerns about things in the community. And so I think that that's so important because getting to know from them directly um, and then getting to brainstorm ways in which we can tackle those issues is like one thing that was not available or accessible before in our communities. And so I've seen that more young people, especially the ones that follow us on our social platforms and that volunteer with us, um, they feel very energized and motivated to continue uplifting the specific concerns or work that they're interested in doing. Um, and that was, again, like before, like we wouldn't see that or we wouldn't hear of that. And so now we have some students who even after school, they come to our center, they do homework here, they come because they need support. And before that space wouldn't existed. So here they get to meet people from their communities. And again, like that, that not only did not, that not exist before, but the fact that it is, it is a center led by people from the community 
I think also makes it more important because um, I think that one thing that our community was used to was going into nonprofit organizations or social service organizations where the people working there were not great in the community they're working from. And here, what's the difference is that people know because we're neighbors, for example. People know that they've seen you like outside giving out food, or people know you because you've engaged with them through outreaching efforts. And so that aspect of world to grounded in community, I think, really not only solidifies trust, but it also opens up communication. And I know you did mention that you're giving out free food yes. and all of your services are free to those yes. in Jersey. Yeah. How are you all funded? Yeah, so we are thankful to be funded through private grants. And so we have a couple of grants that we apply to. We also have some private donors who donate either on a monthly basis. Um, there's different organizations that reach out to us. They're like, oh, look, I can support you with this grant for food efforts. And so we're like, okay, great. And so we try to build intentional collaborations or partnerships with those brands that are interested in funding because we really want to be intentional about continuing to offer all of our programming and great services for brands. Yeah, for those who are listening and watching, how can they reach out to you all? Yeah, so they can reach out to us by visiting our website. So it's www.gplc.org. Um, they can also follow us on social media. So we have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at EGFNFNX Council. Um, and they can also donate via PayPal and Venmo, also at GPLFC. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time. Yeah, it was lovely talking to you. Next, we have Spoken Word by Jasmine. Who am I? I am me. I am a goddess. Embodied with energy that shines so bright, I am enlightened. I am woman who's been evolving, outgrowing, and outshining no one but me. Baby, I'm rising. I'm building strength, growing love all types of way, in any kind of way, soft love, tough love, undeniable love, that type of love that's not questionable at all. You see it and you're like, mm. I want me some of that love, love that hugs you so tight, keeps you so warm, that unconditional love that makes everything just right. I want that love, but this time I want it for just me. Give it and have it for no one but me. You see, I've been preparing myself, growing strong-minded, paying mind to the conversations I have with myself, becoming very conscious, aware of all my actions, because if I'm not paying mind to the things that help me grow, Am I just paying mind with my time to the things that keep me vibrating low, below average in a constant loop, just letting things happen, letting it eat me up ungrounded, stuck in this victim role? Nah, can't let that happen. Learning the act of loving myself, every part of my growth, every little scar that you see, even the ones that you don't, the ones that penetrate so deep where there's more than the scars will ever show, all this will always be a part of me. And it won't determine who I am, but it's the reason I decided to better me. Get away from the things that kept me blinded and obscured. For a moment, I felt so insecure. Didn't believe I deserved happiness. For a second, I forgot how my own light in the dark can make it shine so bright. You forget we're in the night. And by sunrise, my light shines so bright. When you look at the sky, you think it's a miracle. You think you're in a dream. I learned not to dim my light to please people that would never be pleased. My only focus should be aiming to please me. Recognizing I deserve the best because I do. We're not brought to this world to only experience suffer. We got this shit confused. We deserve the best in life, big or small. We deserve it all. We just need to learn to be kind with our souls, be gentle and firm. It all takes time. I believe in myself more than I ever have my entire life. Been through it, too, been through it one too many times. 
And this time it's different. I know it in my heart, I'm tired of missing. Missing the hand that reached out to me, missing the opportunities thrown at me, missing the turn to take me right where I'm meant to be because having two left feet have gotten me to places that I was not in control of myself or my well-being. I'm tired of missing the feeling of smiling. I wake up every day and I make sure I tell myself, not just in my mind, but I need to make sure I hear myself. Be gentle, be soft, be patient with yourself. People will treat you how you carry yourself. Be bold, be big, be proud of yourself. Do things in this world to better yourself. And I promise I do that every day. There's days that have turned into a few, sometimes a week, sometimes two. I feel like I'm on top of the world with my health, health with my head held high. Something similar to PTSD starts creeping up on me, trying to stop it from coming to reality. My mind starts going to places I avoided, but my body remembers the traumas and the way it felt when I was there in a place that was, clo that was closed off to the world yet felt so real, felt so warm and felt so high. My brain's going through a roller coaster at an all time high, but in slow-mo. Think of it in slow-mo times 10. And now that it's done coming down, ready to come back up, looking for the momentum it's had, my brain starts to crave you. Now it starts missing you. After so long of not having you, regaining this feeling to reach out to you, my body and my mind start feeling foreign and strange. Trauma bonding, that shit real. And even though I've been doing good, and even though I felt so high off life, I'm still not over it. My body still craves it. And that's when I feel like I failed. I feel like I'm returning to it when I just want to retire from it, leave it on the side and never be reminded of it. It feels like I just fell off a ladder I climbed, fell from a few flights of stairs, but why? I was doing so good, so great, why? Why did I have to backtrack? Why did I have to be brought back to these memories and feelings I no longer wish to have, why? Why does it feel like I'm back to square one, why? It's okay to backtrack, it's okay to fall behind. It's okay to be reminded of things you were once about, feeling anxious and down are bound to come out. It's part of a process, it's part of our journey. We're meant to purge it out. While we're healing, we're bound to have golpes. Hits coming in every direction, we're bound to get reminded of things we were once focused on. It's okay, just know that you'll, so you'll, so you'll, just know that you'll surpass this. You'll come up to the top, you're not defined by this shit. Keep your head held high, baby, you know you got this. An emotion only lasts about 90 seconds. Why keep my thoughts trapped, strapped up to a bottle, a bottle used to bottle up my beliefs, bottle my faith where it no longer serves me? I'm focusing on the things that do not elevate me. I need, to, I need to switch up the algorithm. Let me switch up the beats and beat up the beats that have not served me. Instead of playing these rough tones, I'm trying to focus on the right ones, the soft ones, the ones that bring me serenity. Let me focus on the ones that bring out the best in me. I'm paying mind to everything that do me right, everything that adds to my vibe, keeps on breathing smiles off of me. If it ain't right, then it's time to push it to the side, pay no attention to, to it, regain focus, and focus on the most important subject that I got in front of me. There's a mirror and I'm staring right at it, staring right at my reflection, I'm staring at me. Always remembering just because you tripped and fell don't mean a thing, fix your crown from that tilt queen. Keep your head held high, keep reaching for the stars, you deserve it all. You are worthy and deserving of it all. I need to keep telling myself and reminding myself how much I love me. I was a queen then, I am a queen now, and I'll be wearing my crown tomorrow because the queen is a queen forever. My name is Jasmine Campos, and you guys can reach me on Instagram at jazzy underscore j. <laughs> thank you to our guests, and thank you all for tuning in and joining us. As we go about our day, let's all be intentional about ways we can help our community and work toward changing the narrative.